Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back. You all are in for a treat today. We have CJ Johnson here, influencer, marketing consultant, all the above, and we're talking all things branding, what brands should be doing to work best with influencers, and we just get into it and talk and just say, like, this is what needs to be done for brands to work best with influencers. So if you're wanting to know, like, what are the best tips and tricks of really creating some fulfilling long-term partnerships or want to know how to start influencing and what you should be doing, then you definitely want to tune in. CJ, thank you so much for being here. Hey, Colin, great to be on. All right, so we always kick off the show with like the question, um, what the term young influential means to you? And there's no wrong Ooh. answer, so don't, don't, you don't have to be like, all of the time can be as simple as you want it to be or as whatever. <laughs> when, I think of, when I think of young influential, I don't think of me. I'm like, did I, did I qualify for this? Uh, <laughs> am I? <laughs> I'm like, thank you. Um, I, I think of, I think of like emerging generations, man. I think of like uh, those voices that are very prominent that are going to be influential as far as with the next steps of like what culture is going to look like. So um, that's one of the. So that's why I love the title, uh, young influentials. But also, you know, uh, very happy to be on here uh, just because of that alone. Um, you know, I, I got a lot of miles on me. I got a lot of <laughs> 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 been in the game for a hot second. Yeah. So uh, it's good to be still referred to as a young influential. Um, to, no, like again, as I tell people, I'm like age is just a number. You know, we all have our good skincare routines. We don't look our age, so you know we hey. just vibe. We just we just vibe. Like, <laughs> listen, I've been 28 for a hot second. <laughs> like, like I tell people, we just stop. We just stop counting. We don't have to tell people. Like you know, people mm-hmm. think we're 23. We just go with it. You know, we just go with it. You know, Colin, I also think that that's like one of the one of the secret sauces of being very successful in life in general. And in business is being curious like a child and and that will keep you young spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, because, you know, you're not thinking like, oh, 
you know, the best has already happened. You know, it's like the best is yet to come. And there's so many things that are changing. I would like to be a part of that. I'd like to know more about that. And I think that when you have that curious mindset, ask anybody, look it up. They always say, they always say, I'm like, like the magic sauce is being curious and that will keep you young. Like, no, that's true. That's true. Like, I feel like a lot of times you can't just like get bucked and we're like, oh, I'm 73 or I'm like 57. My life is over. My career is over. I can't do anything. It's like, no, like you learn every day. Like we don't have to, you can decide to pick up. Like I always think of like how Ava DuVernay like didn't start her film career to like later in life. I would have thought that would have been 40s is too old to like go into like a whole new career and like, no, she did that in like, is thriving in that. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's it's uh, being curious, being open minded, um, and 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 understanding that there's that there's more there's more to life. You know, there's like more chapters to live. There's more experiences to embrace, and you can reinvent yourself. Especially right now, you can reinvent yourself to be anything you want, anything you want. Trust me. I mean, I know we're going to get into it, but I mean, I, I'm a prime example of that. Like, no, that's so true. So, like, I always tell people, like, don't let age or anything, like, limit you. Like, you can restart your career at any mm-hmm. point and do anything you want to do. So, yeah, Absolutely. be like Ava. Absolutely. Be like Ava and just do what you want to do. Be like <laughs> Ava. I like that. She's amazing. But now moving into it, like, we know you do a lot of cool stuff, like, in the influencer space and marketing space. Like, is this something you've always been into um, in regards, like, was it something you studied, like, marketing or any other influences in it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so I went to art school. I went to the Art Institute of California, Los Angeles, and then USD um, later. And um, I was very anti-advertising, marketing, and the corporate lifestyle. In fact, it's something that I, I caught a lot of, uh, am I allowed to curse on here? Well, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's something I caught a lot of shit for uh, <laughs> growing up. And um, because, you know, I was so very anti-establishment. And what happened was I got recruited while I was in college to go work for Mattel Toys as a video editor. So um, I worked at Mattel Toys for around five years. And one of the interesting things happened from working at Mattel Toys that affected the trajectory of my life. One is that I was the person that created their first digital library. So um, that was at a time where people were like digital, like, you know, what does this mean? Uh, is this the future? Young man, he's doing this for us. Um, so I cataloged all the commercials and sizzle reels. Another thing that happened um, was that I was also editing the quarterly reports of executives. And then the third thing that finally happened was when I was editing sizzle reels and the quarterly reports, I was um, I was being instructed by the executives, the core executives at, at Mattel Toys. So Mattel Toys is a Fortune 500 company. Um, at the time, our CEO Bob Eckert was considered one of the best CEOs on the face of the planet. So there was a lot of resistance that I had to all of those things, but all of that paid off because I understood how uh, advertising worked. I understood how pitching worked. I understood what your boss's boss wants. I understood that when I was like 20, like 22, 21 years old, I knew what they were looking for. So that made it very easy later in life as I was like developing as a creative professional and as a marketer. So I slipped into marketing. <laughs> True story. I slipped into marketing because, because, because 
I was very much in the entertainment industry and I did everything that somebody could do in the entertainment industry. Like I, I experimented with different roles behind the scenes, in front of the camera. I have IMDb credits. You can look me up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. And um, what happened was nobody was giving me an opportunity at all. And nobody, and, and the thing about the entertainment industry, and it's still the same way, unfortunately, is that it's a, uh, they just, everybody copies off of each other. They copy off of trends versus trying to create a trend. Mm -hmm. So there's always like something that happens that breaks through and then everybody's like, let's do that. So a good example of what that looks like these days is Jordan Peele. When Jordan Peele made um, Get Out, then a ton of like, well, maybe we should invest in like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> black folks <laughs> doing other things. You know what I mean? And like have these meta stories and science fiction horror and this elevated horror. That's what we call it now, elevated horror. And then obviously Marvel, comic book stuff. But at the time, nobody, nobody gave shit about any of that stuff. So it was very difficult because that's the kind of stuff I was into. It was very difficult for me to find a place um, that was allowing me to express myself the way that I wanted to. So to make a long story short, uh, which which is a black code for uh, be prepared for a longer story uh, <laughs> is that uh, um, I was very much tapped into future trends. That is like my bread and butter of how I've been able to be successful is that I always pay attention to what's coming next. And Silicon Valley was booming. On-demand marketing was booming. And then it was trickling down to Los Angeles, Silicon Beach. I live in Silicon Beach. So what I was doing was essentially I leveraged all of my creative skills. And there was this little thing that I was like, hmm, instead of me just getting like, you know, uh, a model or an actor or an actress, why don't I reach out to one of these at the time, Vine or YouTuber, and film them or take photographs of them and then ask them to share that message on their channel. So I became known as the on-demand marketing guru for like Lyft, Uber, all these other, all, all, like every on-demand app you can think of um, overnight. That's what I was known for. And then it just took off from there. Um, and uh, and that's, sort of, that's, so it was all digital marketing. It was all understanding technology. It was all understanding my skill set and how that could be applied into the new world. And, and lo and behold, <laughs> now that I now that I'm in the which is so weird and funny, now that I'm an influencer, now that I'm an advertiser, those very rooms that were like not open to me, they not only do they open it for me, they're literally like CJ, we, like Shannon is is your escort, and then you know we're just gonna show you around. So, <laughs> well, walking the red carpet, uh, you know, as a special VIP guest. You know, when here I am, like, can you please look at my short film? Um, and now here I am making short films like every day for social media consumption. It's really bizarre. No, and that's crazy how like even I don't want to say back then because it wasn't that long ago, but like even at that like moment that you were had the idea, it's like, yo, like let me team up with these like creators and do that stuff because I feel like even though we had like the pioneer age of like those like the YouTubers and stuff, but I feel like at that point like brands really we all really didn't know if there was like a future there. Like that was still early days of monetizing it. Like nobody really knew like how to monetize with these creators. Like people were kind of just like doing it to do it. And so that was really cool that you thought of like had the idea at that point to be like, Hey, like, let me jump yeah. on, let me jump on this well, or something here. 
Absolutely. And like my thought process, and this is my pitch is, is like, do we want to, do we want to go get Tom Hanks and pay Tom Hanks $15 million for a commercial? Or do we want to get um, 10 kids that have three times the, the exposure that Tom Hanks does um, and for like one tenth of what you'd be willing to pay? And obviously you hear that and you're like, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and influencer marketing has evolved and changed in a way where it is a, 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 one of the top verticals you use for marketing. But it's still, to this very day, it's still a difficult return on investment to explain to people almost because they don't quite want to hear it. Uh, it's almost as if like influencers in general have a bad rep because you, you see the, the, the girl that takes selfies all the time and people that are faking where they are to like get ahead. But you're totally forgetting the fact that like, dude, you're, you're essentially talking about like a 20 year old that has like half a million followers. So she was clever enough to persuade half a million followers to be interested in her taking a selfie in the first place. It's like, dude, if you can pay anything to get that to, to leverage your brand or whatever you're working on, it's like, do it. That makes total sense. Um, or if anything, why don't you just ask them how they did it and then and and learn? Um, so there's there is just like a little bit of a, a stigma about what influencer marketing is um, and what that return on investment looks like. Even though I, for me, I think it's pretty obvious. But um, yeah, because you're essentially getting like a, a one man uh, marketing machine, a one man woman marketing machine, right? Because they're creating content and then they're promoting that content, right? And like they're doing it by themselves. They're not doing it with a crew. They're not doing it with like all these, you know, you do a commercial, for example, that's like what, 15, 30 second spot. That's like 25 million and up with a crew, right? With a crew, location, permits, insurance, et cetera, et cetera. Now, you have a 19 year old in New York who's a fashionista. And she has like over a million followers and she's doing it all by herself. Maybe at the most one person shooting her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It like, that doesn't, it's like, dude. Yeah, exactly. That's not math anymore. It's like, we're the same, but we're not the same. Like, dude, like, let's, are you not seeing economically like what that looks like? But again, it's because, it's because optics wise, like, you know, influencers get this very interesting rap of like, Oh my god! I think a lot of it does come from a little bit of FOMO and jealousy, if I could be honest. No, for like, sure. I think it, hundred percent. You know, it's like, well, I, I I do more than they do. Why, why don't people care about what I do? And it's like, dude, like maybe they do. You just aren't doing what they're doing. Um, it's a it's a it's a it's a conversation that I I, I hear quite often, privately and professionally. And I feel like with a lot of a lot of times, like people don't understand that they think like, oh, like, oh, she's just like posting a picture, like, oh, he's just going to fashion week, and he's just like taking pictures or whatever. And it's like, yo, these create, like a lot of people don't see that all the hard work that goes into it. So they might see like, right. Oh, there's my favorite YouTuber. He's, uh, you know, they always fly him out to fashion, uh, fashion week in Milan and Paris and stuff. It's mm -hmm. like, yo, homies working with X, Y, X amount of brands doing video content, having to turn this stuff over quickly. Like that's a lot. Absolutely. Like to us, we're seeing the finished product where it's like, Oh, here exactly. he's posting three videos. Like, in a row with Versace and Armani and Tom Ford and stuff like all he does is just get flown out. And it's like, yo, like he's having to produce and do these views for all these brands who are oh, different, absolutely. have different yeah. ones and different returns on stuff. So it's like, 
okay to you, it might seem like, yeah, he's just always get flying out, doing videos with all these cool menswear brands, but it's like, like you said, a lot of these people are one-man bands. Like, they might have one other person, like, right. helping them edit or whatever, but a lot of times, like, they're doing all this content stuff, all the stuff by themselves, and we just mm-hmm. don't see the work of it, which is the whole point of, like, highlight reel. Yeah, every, everything. I mean, everything is by design, right, Colin? Because it's like, you know, everything is by design. So it, it's like, even me taking a selfie, it's like, how many selfies that I take before the one that you saw. And like, if you think of that, even from the level of like how you take care of yourself, like grooming and dressing well and presenting yourself, but you're doing it every single day for an audience and you have to figure out a way to keep them engaged and not hate on you or get bored. Yeah, cause it That's gets why. boring. Yeah, cause it can get boring. Yeah. Like, it's like, there he goes again, just brushing his beard. Right. Like- <laughs> We see him do this three times. How many? How many? How many more selfies can I take? Even I get tired of looking at myself. I'm like, oh shit! Like, uh, sorry guys, we got to see my face again. Until you tell me that you don't want to see it anymore, and then I got to figure something else out. But I think that's also true. And like we talked about it earlier a little bit, like of how a lot of these brands, like they want to work with these influencers and tap into their audience and stuff, but there's like that fine line of like, when do we let them kind of get the creative control to speak to their audience in an authentic yeah. way and also get like our deliverables. Cause I mean, I've done like projects with brands and stuff too. Like outside of just like talking to the creators and stuff where they're like, Hey, we want you to do this, mm-hmm. but we need it to be two to five seconds. You got to mention the product three times, right. you gotta rake right. the left arm and wiggle it <laughs> about. And it's like, do right. you want me to engage with my audience? And do it in a way that right. like I know how to talk to them, so you can reach them in a way. Or are you mm-hmm. just trying to have me like do a free commercial for you? Like, what is it you're trying to do? And I right. feel like we're now right. seeing the trend where a lot of them are now moving. But like, you know what? Like, we have to let them get creative control. Like, here's the product. Like, well, no, mm-hmm. like just make sure you mention it. Like, this is whatever. This is a sponsored video or a sponsored post. But like, we can't control them anymore and tell them like we have you have to do this and do that because i feel like then you lose out on the whole point of why you wanted them because you liked their opinion or you liked their content a hundred and hundred percent and you and you know Colin, the the reason for that is that there's a lot of moving pieces and there's always like a larger team right so there's always the person that like scouts the talent and they're like we like and they choose the talent based on exactly what you said like they would be a perfect fit for what we're doing and and obviously you go through a vetting process and then typically what happens is a manager or some other voice that isn't quite hip to how all of this works is like well we need to make sure they say this we need to make sure they do this and then that makes the person that's got the talent feel a little self-conscious and then they're like well maybe we should also do this and this and that next thing you know you're tinkering with something that probably shouldn't have been tinkered with in the first place and to your point you know it the the best the best solution to it isn't necessarily just giving the um, influencer just free reign to do whatever, um, but it the it's like having parameters and like like a, a best practices because on the other end of it, being an influencer or being creator, um, you know you you are like not overwhelmed, but there's a lot going on. So like the easier it is, you tell me what you want, the easier I can like make that happen. I think that the issue that we get into is that um, the authenticity of like my brand voice, right? It's like, of course, if I say, you know, um, <laughs> like 
why would you not want to eat pineapple on pizza? Like somebody's going to respond to that, have a visceral response, <laughs> and they're going to like engage on that. And then you're going to see that and be like, well, we got to get CJ because he has an engaged audience. Now, if I say, hey, uh, Colin, like, or hey, y'all, I want you to buy pineapple pizza and you get 20% off if you use CJ20, it's like, it's not the same. You're not even saying the same thing. You're just mm -hmm. literally like, you know, one sounds awful. Just even me saying that out loud sounds awful. Um, doesn't matter how pretty the video is or the photo is. It's just like, that sounds awful. So it has me like subliminal messaging works really well um, with people. Um, what do I mean by that? I'm working out and I'm lifting weights and I take a photo of myself and the shirt that I'm wearing is the first thing people will notice. So if I'm wearing a designer shirt, if I'm wearing a whatever shirt and I tag that shirt, even though I'm not saying anything about the shirt, that kind of thing goes viral. And that's like understanding the, the virality of it. So what happens a lot of times is that the expectations of the marketer or the brand are such where they're like, we want this to go viral. And then when it goes viral, we're going to get more subscribers or more sales or more hits. And it's like, yeah, but the whole point of virality is that it's usually something that like, you know, you're not necessarily um, uh, having this like, massive like this this preparation for it's like something that that happens often like often authentically you know when you're kind of like searching for those those special moments um and i've been really good at like being able to have a consistency of virality but you never you never quite know what connects with people that's another thing too is that it's like so the so essentially if you're working with an influencer you're a brand or marketer your goal should be we have this roster of talent and then we're continuously working with them because then that builds brand trust. Mm -hmm. So if you think of it from like a sales touch perspective, it usually takes 11 sales touches before somebody buys a product. So if you are, for example, working with me and you're like, okay, we want you to make this like social media thing. And then you move on to the next person. It's like, dude, you're not even, like we didn't, we haven't even got started yet. We haven't even got started yet. You're gonna get like a pop. What you wanna do is you wanna have like a long-term relationship because then people will build trust. Now, like for example, like I'm an Express ambassador. So I have like people on the street that'll be like, Express, you know, <laughs> oh, because of you, I bought that shirt. It looked good on you, you know what I mean? Um, but that's after, but I've been with, <laughs> I've been Express ambassador for like two years, you know what I mean? So. And that's so true, like the point that you brought about like, uh, like the, like the authentic way of doing it. Like if you're constantly just on your page, like, ooh, use code, whatever, and just like shoving products in your face, people are going to be like, okay. It's like all the, do you like, it's like you remember like a few years ago, everybody who did the sugar bear hair, it's like, yo, y'all yeah, no. trying to shove the sugar bear hair. Like you guys did not use this, like stop. But if it's right. like somebody who like, I always think of the Charlie D'Amelio at Dunkin' Donuts one, like she genuinely liked Dunkin' Donuts coffee and would just be, drinking it or talking about people to feel like oh what's your drink and we see that happen yeah. so often but it's like that's the stuff that like gets people authentically in it but if you're just constantly like hey buy this buy that it's like even when you go in a store it's like when right. you go into a store and people are like hey we got a sale going on like buy this buy that it's like yo can i just like walk around first and like see and if i yeah. see something that speaks to me like i'll reach out but otherwise like let me just walk around yeah and to your point i think um to your point for me, I always found it interesting that you're always going to pump money into that kind of thing anyway. Like that's your bread and butter. You're always going to say, 
buy one, get one free, you know, buy this at a discount price or this new arrival or whatever. You're always going to do that no matter what. So if you're going to work with influencers, why would you not just like have that be the water cooler discussion? You know, I'm wearing this because it fits this way. I'm putting on this makeup because X, Y, and Z. I'm using this product because I love this product. I use headphones because I love using headphones versus earphones. And this is why. And, and by the way, you know, you see the, the freaking logo of the headphones. So I don't need to like spell it out for you. Um, you know, which, what headphones are you rocking right now? <laughs> I'm rocking these headphones. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to explicitly tell you that because you're already going to like want to search that out anyway. And it's very interesting because of our spending habits and, and the way that we, the way that we sort of, as people, as humans, as humans, there's the early adopters. So that's always going to be the person that's going to go after things like when it's a brand new thing. And then, and then there's like usually the people that see that and then they want to kind of mimic what that is. And then there's the late adopters. So you can see that with every, any, anything you can see that with. So with an influencer, you have like a, a very interesting component there because they're essentially the early adopters. And I feel like what's also really cool with a lot of, with a lot of like brands and stuff that we're seeing is how they're now like moving the shift to like focusing more on like the visual like storytelling, which I think is cool because it used to be like, oh, like you can just like post our product and like kind of like what we talked about. It's like, oh, post our product and like uh, tell people just like show the headphones like in the wild, quote unquote, where yeah. it's like the photo, like a flat lay of like the earphones next to like a T-shirt. And it's like now we're seeing brands get more creative or like, hey, you know what, like let's let the creators like do something cool so well they might do like a cool get ready video like where they're like going for a run and they might be putting the headphones on or like doing stuff like that do you see that as like kind of being the new the new things that brands and influencers are going to start doing more of where we're seeing like more of like the tiktok video type things compared to like the static images that they just like the ugc that they just repost good question um i think that you're going to see um that's a very good question it's a, it's a combination of both. Uh, what you're seeing more of, about the visual narrative is that you are seeing video and, and bite-sized videos play a larger role in um, like a TikTok. Like you see, like, like that is definitely gonna be like more of the norm, but eventually that's gonna get stale and then it's gonna cycle back to, uh, to doing like like what you used to see with Instagram with uh, raw unedited photos. Because uh, the younger generation is like already starting to like, like with Be Real, for example, like, you know, the younger generation is already starting to push back on like the very flossy looking um, visuals. But to your point about Be Real, which is, I think, interesting, is like we're now seeing, it used to, like you said, like it used to be like the cool pretty presets, the cool, um, just like color theme stuff, like all perfect. And now the move, I feel like TikTok during the pandemic kind of disrupted like the whole, cause it's like the videos on there. The reason why a lot of us like TikTok and stuff is like, there's creators on there who we feel that we can relate to and authentic. And it's like, okay, like what are they doing different that YouTube didn't? And it's like, it's people talking about whether they have anxiety, health issues. Like one of my, when I first finally got on it, um, one of the people I related to was like a creator that talked about like anxiety and in, in, in the workplace. And I was like, no, I've never heard anybody talk about like anxiety and in the workplace and stuff. And then that inspired me to start talking about it more. And then when I did, like other friends started opening up and I feel like that whole, this whole new next wave of like creators and just people and brands and stuff just being like transparent and just showing like more of like, yo, like 
this is how we're doing burnout or for their brand. Like, Hey, like we're actually don't know what to do next. Like, what is something you guys like to see? Like, I feel like we're now in the age of like everybody just, we keep saying it, but like being more authentic and kind of like really just being yeah. open and present, like with where they are and stuff. And that's what, like we right. said, drives traffic or and drive sales or drives whatever. It's like how real and how yeah. like honest can you be with your audience? Yeah. You know, I, I think that, uh, I think at the end of the day, you know, I think even authenticity, that word gets thrown around so much over the years. It's not necessarily that you should be authentic. It's that you should be intentional with, with your words and the way that you show up, right? So what Instagram said in a very subliminal way is that this is the highlight reel. Like, it doesn't matter if it's a glossy photo or a rough-looking photo or a video or a reel. You know, you're essentially saying like, this is the best version of my lifestyle. And TikTok essentially did what you were doing, which was like, which what you were just alluding to, which is like saying that like, hey, you know what? I'm speaking my truth and I'm giving you some information. Like one of the two is happening here. And that entertainment value is very different because it doesn't necessarily have to be um, polished because the more polished it is, the less intentional it feels. Like it feels like you're selling something to me, the more polished it is. So that doesn't go over very well on something like a TikTok, right? But on Instagram, it's the complete opposite. But none of that stuff is necessarily going away. There's billions of people that are on Facebook. There's billions of people that are on Instagram. Um, and, the, and obviously, is there is this astronomically out of control right now. So if you're, if you're really curious, it's like, you know, be real is going to be hot. That's going to, that's going to be like the next big thing. Um, just because it is being in the moment, quote unquote, um, and, and, and being, um, intentional about like just being silly with your group of friends, even though again, it's going to be a bigger deal. And then you think of something like TikTok or not TikTok, but Twitter, which, which still has all this room for growth, uh, with their user base. Um, and that's essentially like, you know, everybody that's like, like has an influential, uh, viral thought. Um, you know, that's essentially what TikTok is. Um, so I always, I oh, started Twitter. Uh, so I always really like to um, get on Twitter more than anything else because I always get to see, okay, this is going to be a big thing. It's, it's, it's very interesting if you, if you look at Twitter through an observational, through an observational lens, like, oh, this story is going to be the story that everybody's going to be talking about tomorrow because of this one thing that somebody wrote. Um, and that's, that's very interesting to me. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. And I feel like you brought up a good point too. Like, except for Twitter, I hate when like Twitter's down and you can't go to Twitter and like figure out like what's yeah. going on. But I feel like the, the thing I love about Twitter is it really, I feel like it's like the, a brand or a company's like first touch point with their audience, like, yes, there's comments and stuff on Instagram and Facebook, but I feel like Twitter's where you're getting, like, the live updates and the live reactions, and I feel like that's why I like it. Agreed. I feel like that's where you're getting that first initial feedback. So if a campaign goes out and people are like, oh, you guys kind of missed the mark with this, or um, if, like, a new rollout or right. feature's coming out, like, that's going right. to be – I feel like that's where if I'm a marketer, if I'm a um, brand, like, that's where I want to go to get initial reactions. Like, I don't want to wait to post it on, like – Instagram and see like, Oh, like we actually offended people with this poster. Like, Oh, like people actually didn't get our message with it. And I feel like that's one thing that brands and stuff are trying to get used to now is like, okay, like let's interact more. Like I feel like we see in like this Renaissance where people are like getting back on Twitter. I never left Twitter, but I feel like brands and stuff are like, Hey, like let's get back on here and like interact with our consumers and our customers and people more to see like, what their initial reactions are. Let's talk to them with like Twitter spaces and stuff like that. I feel like the key thing here is like, we're now seeing brands and stuff talk to their consumers more and really get that initial feedback, whether it's through spaces or uh, that right. other speaking one. But I feel like that's what the main focus is now. It's like, let's con- keep the conversation with our consumers. Let's make sure they know that we're here and we're listening. That's not a one way street. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're spot on. Um, and I, and I remember seeing a study, that uh, said that as far as customer support is concerned, uh, Twitter is usually like where people go um, to get a direct response. So they'll go to, um, so they won't even go to the official website or Facebook, they'll go to Twitter first, which is really interesting to get a response. Yeah, I know. I do that. Like when I lose a suitcase or um, <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, uh, at, those they're like, <laughs> you can't cut your break on Twitter. Yo, I'm like, <laughs> But I, I'll DM them. Like, I won't be like people who like publicly tweet like at da 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 airlines. Y'all lost my luggage for the sixth time this week. I'm never using right. it again. It's like, um, I'm pretty uh, sure like you always travel exclusively with that airline. Like, you don't have to lie. Like, right. let's be honest. But right. no, that's that's yeah. so that that's so true. Yeah. Like, I will initially I will go to Twitter first and be like, hey. This isn't going, especially when I'm trying to buy concert tickets. Like I'm hitting them up, and I'm like, "Hey, you guys said you were going to have leftover Paramount Paramore tickets. Like I can't get them. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on?" Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, for sure. But to kind of like wrap up, we kind of talked about like branding and all that stuff. But what if I'm a marketer mm-hmm. and I'm listening? Like, what advice do you have for their like, yo, like? We want to work more with influencers, and we want to do this and that. But sure. how do we do it in? How do we do it in a way that like? we get our deliverables, but also like make sure that they feel comfortable doing the content. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think moving forward, I think a very a smart strategy, if you're 
uh, putting together some sort of influencer marketing campaign or infrastructure is to simplify your talent roster. You should actually be looking to get a small number of creators that you can highlight and have long lasting partnerships with. And what you want to do is you, you essentially want to create um, an influencer backslash ambassador program with that. Because what's going to happen is those influencers are going to continuously be promoting you. Fashion Nova kind of does something like this, right? Where they, they handpick different influencers, give them clothes, and then people see that and they're like, I want to do Fashion Nova. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have to chase after anybody. And like, that's a great way to keep your, your costs low is to have like, so essentially you want to have a roster of key influencers, long lasting partnerships. Uh, you want to make sure that you have a budget for that. Um, you want to make sure that the deliverables are very consistent. Um, you want to make sure they give them uh, an authentic voice. I know that we, I know that we said that before, but again, I want it to be more intentional than authentic. So um, how does this, how, how does working with this influencer, like this, this brand is a part of their lifestyle versus it just being like, a sales vertical um, because the audiences will understand that. And then if you're really hip to all this, you, the brand, want to highlight your creators, highlight your influencers, uh, be like, like, almost make it a big deal, almost like it's a newsworthy story. Like, hey, we have Colin and CJ as the face of our brand. Like, watch out, look at that. Um, Because then what's going to happen is other influencers and then other audiences are going to want to try to mimic that and try to be a part of that. And you want to be able to like kind of give them an outlet to uh, express themselves, maybe like hand out some like promo codes or like some surveys and contests of like, maybe you can get featured next as a creator. Like, like, like be, be interested in how this is like more of an advertising campaign, mm-hmm. long-term strategy versus it just being like, okay, we need to, we need to get X amount of influencers. They need to hit X amount of demographics and we have X amount of budget, and then we're just going to keep moving on to the next one. Um, so you want to create long-lasting, uh, long-lasting partnerships. The, the partnerships that I've had are very long-lasting, where I know who I'm talking to. I, I talk with Colin like every month or every week or whatever. I feel like I'm a part of the team. Mm-hmm. So the so the issue on the other end of it as an influencer is that we get offers all the time, every day, every day. Even with the, the number of followers that I have, I get at least five to six offers of something every day, like every single day. And some of it is free stuff. Some of it is free events. Some of it is like uh, very lucrative. Some of it is not like a waste of my time. Um, all of it, right, is is a new opportunity <laughs> to work with this brand. And um, so, so, you know, none of that, none of that is appealing to, to an influencer at all, because, you know, you're, because again, you don't know what we see, which is that, you know, we're getting, we're getting pitched to all the time, all the time for all sorts of different industries at that. I, I mean, I've been pitched, uh, you know, uh, women's makeup before. And like, <laughs> you clearly don't know that I'm a guy that's interesting uh, how that happened. Um, and they're like, yeah, but who cares? You know? So you got a following. Yeah. Um, you know, you hear all sorts of wild things. So on the other end of that, like, you know, an influencer is is not necessarily looking to be pampered, but be seen and heard, right? So if like, if I have thousands of people that support me and they support like my lifestyle, they support my vision, they support my, my ideas. If you're coming to me as if like, I'm just 
you know, number 14 of 20, you know, that doesn't make me feel very good, right? Like that, that makes me, that makes me, that actually makes me feel a little bit resistant. That's going to make me ask more questions about, you know, how much more money can I get out of this? Uh, because this is like turning into a, a something that I like, like work and like a job and versus a actual partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, you say that you found me, but you're not telling me how you found me. You say that you looked at my content, but then you're asking me questions that make it very obvious that you've never seen it. And I already know how the game is played. So, you know, we want to be like, be real with each other. You know, that's, that's like the key here is to develop relationships and partnerships where if you believe in your brand, you know, do things that would make me also want to believe in your brand, because then I'm going to put in extra effort. And I feel like that's so true. Like if I'm a, if I'm a brand and stuff and I want somebody who's truly going to breathe it out, it's like, I rather have somebody, I rather have like one or two influencers who like truly live, breathe it. Then like you said, have a list of like 19 and I haven't gone through their content. I don't know what they're about, like whatever, whatever. And I'm just trying to like check a box. It's like, Oh, they have 50,000 followers. So I can easily tap into whatever. Right. It's like, no, take the time and like go through the person's content. Like, do they match up with like what you guys stand for? What you're going to do? Are they whatever, whatever. Cause it's like, anybody can just like go through a transaction and be a one-off and done, but it's like, you want to have somebody that's on there. That's going to continually live it out. And like somebody who's going to come back to it versus like, Oh yeah. Like I did it that one time, whatever. And then you have to start from then as a brand, you got to start from ground zero every year, every campaign. So it's easier if you have somebody in there that like, you know, their content, you know, they're, they're going to engage with the X, Y, and Z that you can quickly like rely on than just somebody, one thing, one campaign, then start over again. Yeah, and I think that you should have opportunities to reach out to different types of influencers and stuff like that. Uh, but like I said, if you have that, if you have that built-in roster, then you can actually like pick and choose how you do it even better. Because if you're really clever about your advertising verticals, um, you know, you're able to just like sort of put that out there, like, hey, you, you you can be a part of us, and this is what our offerings are. But it's almost like a a, a contest sort of sort of vertical. I mean, and if you're an influencer, I think it'd be in your best interest, you know, if you're trying to work with a brand um, to start offering specific campaigns and concepts to work with them. I think, you know, again, you know, if you're if you're uh, a marketer, you're, you're um, for whatever brand that you have and you're looking to work with an influencer, you know, you, you said it, you're checking off a box. It's like you got work to do. You got all sorts of things that you got to worry about. So I think if you're an influencer, if you were to pitch a very specific concept, um, that that goes over really well, right? Like it's kind of hard to say no to somebody that goes out of their way to be like, hey, I thought about it and I'd like to do a day in the life of showcasing your brand. Mm-hmm. And this is what it would look like. And this is the style and this is the voice and this is the messaging I would use. I'm like, oh damn, I get to show that to the team. Like, why would I not show that to my team? Mm-hmm. they like, look, look at this. Because then like, you know, because then it's, it, it feels, it, well, first of all, it is intentional, right? It's not authentic. It's just you being intentional about what you bring to the table. And a lot of times influencers, you know, they'll say things like, I would love to work with you. Duh, you and everybody else, <laughs> you know? I, like, you know, I work, I work with GQ Magazine. It's like, it's insane. It's it like, it's insane the amount of offers that come to us without us doing anything. And I remember saying something to someone where I was like, I was like, is it like this all the time? And they're like, yeah. They're like, it's like this all the time. Like we don't have to work to to get somebody 
to work with us. Everybody wants to work with us. So we just get to pick and choose. Um, so as an influencer, it's like, you want to keep that in mind of like, you know, if I really want to work with this brand, I'm dying to work with this brand. Why don't you pitch a very specific concept, uh, a very specific campaign that you would like to headline and be a part of? And usually the, the influencers that do do that are the ones that actually stick out. Those are the ones that have the podcasts and they always have sponsorships. Those are the ones that have YouTube series and they always have a sponsor. Um, those are the ones that have these like long lasting lucrative partnerships and they're able to evolve their, their influencer. Um, their influencer career. Those are the ones that are like, have a specific vision in mind versus the whole like, this is what I have, I have, a, I have followers, I have my niche, and <laughs> this is my niche, and if you wanna work with me, just email me or email management at such and such. Um, <laughs> it's like, I don't have time for all that. Cool, man, I'm just gonna put you in the, I'm gonna, I, on my end, I'm gonna put you in the database. I'm gonna look at, I'm gonna look for two seconds and put you in a database and forget about you versus the person that's like, hey, this is a specific vision I have. Um, and so, you know, we all have to be intentional on both sides. And that's where you're gonna find the most success uh, specifically in this, uh, in this niche of marketing. Like now you inspired me now I'm like, dang, if I really wanna be an oat milk uh, influencer ambassador, I need to Ooh. like, See, the, see, that's it. Oat milk and macadamia milk need put respect on their names. <laughs> like, yes. so now you're like, dang, I gotta hit up, I gotta hit up these people and like tell them like, hey, I'm gonna do a video. <laughs> now I gotta get a strategy for how yeah. I'm gonna be the best oat milk ambassador. So, <laughs> well, you know, you know, Colin, it's like you know, if you're if you're a creative professional, right? You're creating demo reels, you're creating uh, pitches, you're creating presentations. Um, or not even just create a professional, you're just like somebody that's pitching yourself, but, but, uh, but there's no schooling for it being an influencer. That's just, this is just something that like you pick, which is also very intriguing, right? When you think of it, there's no school for this. There's no, there's no professional learning. So there's no etiquette with, with, um, uh, getting paid and, and how you should be getting paid. There's no etiquette in how you should be working and collaborating with other people. And there's not a standard way of, oh, I should be pitching this way. It, it, essentially, influencers learn about all that they all of that stuff through experience, and then by talking to other influencers, right? So, um, which is which is not a, which is probably not the best, right? Like, I went to I went to film school, so like I know how to make a demo reel, I know how to make a portfolio, I know how to, how to do all those things. So, if I'm pitching that to you, you know, you're not going to get just a media kit. You're probably going to get an idea, like, hey, I was thinking of this, and I thought this would be perfect for your brand. And the worst thing that you're going to do is say no, um, or steal my idea, <laughs> but, you know, which has happened to me before. But, you know, if you, you know, the thing about getting your ideas stolen, because I have heard people be reluctant to do that because they're afraid of getting their ideas stolen, is that, you know, it works. <laughs> like, you know, you're onto something. And I'm plenty of, I, I'm full of ideas. Like, you know, take that one. And I get to be like, mm, see, <laughs> that's my idea. I did, but thank you, CJ. You just blessed us. Like you got me. Like I have homework to do now of like what I need to do to get my campaign together. So we appreciate you for <laughs> being here, helping us, spitting knowledge, blessing us, like all the above. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for for having me on, man. I really appreciate it, and it's always good to chop it up. And I'm learning new things just from talking with you, you know. And um, hope anybody that's listening, you know, that you. You chase after your dreams, whatever that may be. And I hope that you soar very high. 
Amen. Amen to that. Like, drops mic. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out of here. <laughs> but, yeah. off, off to another video chat. <laughs> no, but thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate that. Wow. How great was this episode? If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. And we'd love to hear from you all. And feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Young Influentials, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Aarons, and edited by Lane McGibney at Bountwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 